Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned in to the Total Sports Live podcast with Jovan Alford and Harrison Brown of Sunday Night Sports. Another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Block Talk Radio. Always, if you missed this podcast or any of our podcasts that we last week or the one that me and Harrison Brown, uh, Sunday Night Sports, did on Friday night talking AFL, you can check it out on demand on the TuneIn Radio app. All you got to do is just download it on your Apple or Android devices and then just search the TSO podcast. Give us a follow over there. You can check out all the podcasts if you missed it on there. And also, you can check all, the part, all our podcasts out on blogtalkradio.com backslash Total Sports Live. Last week, we were talking about the Eagles' loss. The Eagles lose last week in pretty much disheartening fashion after getting off to a great start. And today, they just get straight up humiliated by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 45-17. to 17. Things is not looking good for this team, but we're going to talk about all that and jump into this game. But always joining me on the podcast is my co-host, the one and only Angela Montoni, joining me on the podcast. Angela, I feel like we're just doing. Uh, I feel like we're just doing this again from last week. I feel like it's like deja vu almost, but this time it just got it's, worse. It's Groundhog Day. I could throw myself into a bathtub with a toaster, or I could jump off a building, and we'd still be talking about the same damn thing. Things more exciting than the Eagles game today, the Total Sports Live podcast intro. Kudos, Adio. Your intro is more interesting than an Eagles game at this point. Pretty pretty much. Pretty much more pretty much more interesting than the Eagles at this point. Like you said, it is Groundhog Day because that's how this team played. It started the game started off so ominous. They get off to an early start against Miami. Same time this week on today, they get off to an early start. Once again, uh, Mark Sanchez is running the offense up tempo. And he finds Josh Huff for a 39-yard touchdown pass, a.k.a. we always like, we all, every time on this show or even on Twitter, we always like to make the notion of there's a Josh Huff sighting. It's almost like a UFO sighting whenever he touches the ball against the end zone. You got to say yeah, it's a Josh Huff a- sighting. Yeah, that was a great play. Here's the thing. I was working today during the game, right? So, like, I'm I'm working and it was it, – it was – Seven seven, and they were in the game. I turned around; it was like thirty five. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, what just what just happened? I feel like I turned around for like five <laughs> minutes. It's just it's the same old song and dance. Like there are problems with the offensive line, there are problems with the wide receiver court, there's problems at the quarterback position. There's a you know, laundry list, lists, plural mm-hmm. of problems. And it's poor play yeah. calling, and it's also the team being mm-hmm. weakened by lack of talent because of talent that was sent away for one reason or another. And, you know, I know that, like, 
it's a joke. Like, I know Addy makes a huge joke about it that I like to say that I'm right, but it's kind of like the phrase I love and hate to hear almost at the same time. Like, you really think I am happy that the team is in this state, but at the same time, like, get rid of the coach. Like, go. Bye. I mean, I think we we more than covered this last week. I just don't have the energy to yell about it again. Like, I still have the daggers, but I can't get elevated anymore. Right. I don't think a lot of people. Right, I can't. I, I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. A lot of people cannot get down with, uh, cannot get down on, on, on this. And funny that you mentioned. We're going to talk about. So funny that you mentioned Adio because Adio has joined the podcast here. Ah, after there watching he is. Some... Hello, hello, Chester, big brother that never wanted me. When did I ever say that? No, remember we established that. That's our role. We're the siblings, and I'm the little sister you never wanted. Well, I never said that I didn't want you. I just no, said you, that you like, if I had the if I had the choice to have you not be in the same house as me being a sibling, that's just kind of how I would prefer it. Like you could yeah, be the out of town sibling that I see every once in a while on Thanksgiving. But that's about it. So <laughs> Kyle's cousin Kyle. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, the whole game today, I was just like, as soon it was, as soon as it was twenty-one-seven, I just my brain just kind of shut off. I was just like, all right, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know, I don't even know how to feel anymore. Like to be honest, like I don't know what I should I be feeling anger? Should I be feeling sadness? And I think I've reached the point where I'm just flat out apathetic. Like I don't care what happens the rest of the season. I really don't. Right. Right, no, that's um, the same feeling. I think that's the same feeling I had too. I just don't. I just stared at the TV and was like, I don't care. <laughs> and let me and let me say one thing real quick because I'm waiting for a train, so I apologize if you hear like anonymous set the ambiance. But um, everybody banging the drum about the whole fire Chip Kelly thing. Yeah, it's a good idea in theory, but the ultimate question is, who are you bringing in? Because you don't oh, have. Serious. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Promote the Eagles like freaking like equipment manager. Someone with NFL experience. We had our chance to hire a coach that would have really done great things here. And guess what? They let him go to Jacksonville. And we took a gamble. And it got, oh, I well, harping and yeah. Well, Gus Bradley is going to be out of a job very soon anyway, and I don't think he's going to get hired as a head coach anytime soon. But, um, like, the hot I name is, like... I think he's really great things with that team, considering what he walked into. I will give you that. But, I mean, what's the what's the hot coordinator name this year? Like, there really isn't one. Like, Kyle Shanahan, do you want to give that guy a head coach job? Um, I don't think the Eagles would go the college route ever again, but... No. I mean, Kevin Sumlin's name always gets thrown around. I don't think they would want him either. What about Hugh Jackson? He's definitely a hot commodity uh, offensive coordinators. Yeah. Honestly, I would I would prefer somebody like well, you have all these offensive weapons. Well, I guess kind of when you look at what's left <laughs> on the offense is the bear. So weapons in air quotes weapons. <laughs> I, so I wouldn't go out and try to get like an Adam Gase or something from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the Bears have right. looked really good with Gase as the offensive coordinator. But I don't think they go out and get him because he's really got nothing to work with on offense. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I just I just don't know what name they're bringing in here to head coach if they fire Chip Kelly. Like I don't know the name. If there's somebody I'm missing, please someone tell me. If I got paid millions of dollars, I'd be able to produce you with a name, but I don't. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm listen. I'm just saying, like, if Jeff Lurie is listening. Uh, my, myself and Greg Everham, we're assistant coaches of the Liberty Bell Youth Organization football team. And Wait, we Liberty Bell coach... is far northeast? Yeah. Yeah, and, I got uh, people that have kids that play for them. And uh, we coached our team to the championship game this year. So, I mean, if you guys are hiring at the end of the season, you can always give us a look. I'm just saying. Hashtag Adio for head coach. Oh, God, don't <laughs> do that. I already have enough parents in my life. It's done. I have enough head. No, do not get that trending on Twitter. I swear to God, Angie, I will kill you. <laughs> it's going to be trending as silly. <laughs> no. Um, no, 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 no. Hell no. Angie. You just called me Angie. I'm, getting, I'm making that hashtag happen. Oh, God dang it. This is what I get for opening my big mouth. But oh, yeah, like the, the game today is just like I'm in a I'm in a stink. Like I really just don't care. Like they're they're four they're four and six. Yeah, they can still be frisky and be nine and seven, but I don't really want that. I don't want the team to go to the playoffs and get blown out by thirty points. Like I don't want it. No way. Yeah. I just don't. Like yeah. I prefer the high draft pick and draft uh Mr. Paxson from Memphis. I mean, not with the first round pick yeah. or anything, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Right. Oh, see, I'm so, I'm so team Dak Prescott, and I will ride that wagon until the wheels fall you, off. You've been saying that for the last year and a half. I haven't heard Dak Prescott's name like once in like uh, in any kind of circles. I've been wa- I've been watching every single Mississippi State game that's been on ESPNU, whatever. He's He's got a lot of tools. He's definitely a multifaceted and multi-tool quarterback, and he can have success in the NFL. If he, but the problem is, he'd probably be a quarterback that would benefit from being a like redshirt backup for a couple of years, where he can learn the system. You can't like not just be chucked into a pro system. Like for real, like Jovan, seriously, what is the next? What is the next move for this team? Like I think they're kind of stuck with Chip Kelly for at least another year, year and a half. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I think yeah, you're right. I think they they're, they're pretty much they are stuck with Chip. I mean, like some people, a lot of people, you want to ask me, do you think Chip's going to get fired? Hell no, Chip's not going to get fired. <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie, I don't, I, and this is and Jeffrey. I I just feel like Jeffrey Lurie doesn't have the cojones to take away Chip's GM power and then fire him at the same time. I just don't so see that. Jeff Lurie has the ego has an ego the size of Brazil, and that's why he won't fire Chip Kelly because he doesn't ever want to admit that he was wrong in this whole experiment. And you know, Chip isn't quitting because you know he's still getting paychecks that have mm-hmm. quite a few zeros on them. So I don't think he's quitting exactly. to take the USC job and get wrecked by just about every SEC team in the country. That is true. That and is they, true and they have the and they have the colossal balls to keep raising ticket prices every single year. I mean, I wouldn't, that, I, my, I wouldn't know anything about that I wouldn't know anything about that because I stub hub all my games and have been stub hubbing uh, since maybe like 2012. <laughs> all right, well, listen, listen. Four years ago, the tickets that I get were seventy five dollars. 
per second. Next season after, they were 85, then 95. Now they're 105. That whole, like, partial ticket raising plan, like, those tickets were part of it because they were in the lower bowl. You know, they have the balls to raise ticket prices with this garbage they put on the field. It's it's insulting. I mean, at least look at it this way. There's consistency, so you know exactly how much you're going to be paying next year. Yeah, 150. No, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much priced out. I... <laughs> That was like the one bright spot that I said. Like my dad was like all like hanging his head. I was like, well, the one bright spot is I might be able to afford to go to some games because your friends know they ain't getting face value for him at this point. I didn't break out. Yet. Uh, no, you I just. And we, it's it's just depressing. Like I, there's no other words. There's there are no other words to describe what's going on. It's just depression. That's all it is. I I think the defense looked most depressing today. Like Barrett Brooks on ninety seven point five today just went off on this team. Five hundred and twenty one yards. Called out the team. Five hundred and twenty one yards. How is that? How does that egg get laid? Like come on, that was the only bright spot of the team this year. Mark. It's un it's unconscionable what happened to that defense today. Couldn't get off the field on third down either, by the way. Let's not forget that. Ten to sixteen the Bucks were on they third were, down. They are exhausted. We talked about this. They are exhausted. They've spent way too much extra time on the field in games to on the field in games pass. They're tired. They gave up five hundred and twenty one yards today, like completely uncharacteristic of them, and I think we can all agree to that. Yeah, EJ Diggers I, totally got just dominated every play. And and I don't know Carol. if anybody else noticed, but, like, was anybody else curious as to why they were playing so far off of Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans? Like, I get it. Oh, they're both, know. like, six foot four, six foot five, but neither of them have, like, Olympic speed or anything. Like, I'm sure Byron Maxwell and Nolan Carroll can, like, have closing speed in a foot race. Maybe they yeah, felt that no. Vincent Jackson was just coming off injury, so they didn't really have to pay too much attention to him because he I, – I don't know. He wasn't supposed to be back this week, so I guess they thought like he was only playing at like 50%. And, and the the blitzes just didn't work. Like they were getting no pressure mm-hmm. with four. They were getting no pressure with five or more. And when they brought five or more, Jameis was just cutting them apart. Just, I don't know what is going on anymore. Yeah, Jameis like, Winston had a ridiculous game. <laughs> ridiculous. Five touchdowns with like, uh, a rookie record. He had himself a day today, like they do on the NFL on the NFL Twitter account. He had himself a day. He did. But here's the funny here's the interesting part about this game. This game could have been ten times worse if the if the referee overturns that call and says that Tampa Bay gets the ball when DeMarco Murray fumbles the ball in the first quarter. This game could have been I, so I, much worse. I was honestly just hoping that they would miss something and then Tampa Bay would still get the ball. I was I was hoping for that. I was like, <laughs> all right, you know what? Just 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 pour listen, just take some high grade tender, put some gasoline on it and just light it on the field because that is essentially what this season has become. No, you're right about that. This season has definitely become that. And it's like we're and, and here's another thing about this team. I have about fifteen minutes left here on the podcast. Darren Sproles, 
who warranted and said that he wanted more touches because he thought, you know, he thinks he deserves more touches, which at this point, I can't disagree with him. You know what? I agree. Darren Ford deserves more touches than what he's getting in this offense. He's the most productive player in this offense next to Ryan Matthews, to be honest. And he only gets nine touches a day. And the time that he touches the ball, he takes it to the house to the end zone. Chip <laughs> just doesn't go back to him. Kenyon Barner had one more carry than Darren Sproles. There's always the phrase that I both love and hate, like the whole embarrassment of riches. I get it. You had DeMarco Murray. He needs his touches. You have Ryan Matthews. Well, he was hurt, but still, like, he needs his touches. Darren needs his touches. Everybody else needs their touches. But, I mean, would anyone object to just DeMarco and Darren Sproles and, like, unnamed dude C as the running back core? Like, did you really need Ryan Matthews after giving – DeMarco Murray that contract, I realized that Matthews came first. But 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 do but do you need but here's the thing, in the counteract that the counterpoint that do you even need DeMarco Murray? Ryan <laughs> Matthews is performative. I am completely on board with the general consensus that uh the DeMarco Murray signing was a panic signing. They had a hole, and they needed to fill it because they traded LaShawn McCoy, and DeMarco Murray was the best running back available. So they panicked, and they gave him a contract, which is never the best, which is never the best idea. They could have rolled yeah. into the season with Ryan Matthews, Darren Sproles, and Kenyon Barner, and I think everything would have been fine. No, I agree with you. You could have. Yeah, you could. You could have. You could have did work with that. Because the only thing, the only knack of Bennett about San Diego, dude, you've watched San Diego more than we do. The only knack of, and the only knack on Ryan Matthews is just him staying healthy. Other than that, when he is healthy, he's been productive. And it's not like Ryan Matthews is suffering like little nicks and like tugs there. Like when Matthews gets hurt, they're kind of like serious injuries. He had he right. had separated shoulders before. He had a broken elbow or dislocated elbow one year in San Diego. So he's a healthy running back, but it's just that when he gets hurt, they're pretty stiff and they last pretty long. They're just freak right. accidents. It's not like he has a lingering ankle thing. Mm-hmm. No, you're right about that. So only nine touches in the game for Sproles, and I don't even want to talk about Sanchez. That's a whole nother story for a whole another day. Um, uh, I will say this. Go ahead. <laughs> I, will, I will say this about the backfield today, one of the packages that I saw. For the first time this season, I think we saw both DeMarco Murray and Darren Sproles in the same backfield. I honestly think that should be, like, a regular thing. No, I agree. Well, yeah, no, I agree. Where are the balls going? Because at least Darren Sproles will have more catches than the wide receivers. And, and then you can also well, we have always no motion Sproles out, too. That is true. And too. then you motion Sproles out, and then he becomes, like, a slot receiver or something. But there's a lot there's a lot of damage you can do with that backfield. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a lot of different play calls and whatever you want to do, audible that you want to change up. So it's gonna be interesting to see. So where do the Eagles go from here? I mean, Chip Kelly basically said today that, you know, they they basically basically came on and said that, you know, we gotta have short memory and get back to work tomorrow. But where does the team go from here? They play in four days on Thanksgiving against the Detroit Lions team who has somehow failed the light 
after the Ford family went up in there and just started firing people, getting on the spot, Detroit has found the has found the light, sort of. But where do they go from here? And did uh, this team quit on Chip Kelly today? Uh, where where do we go from here? Uh, Stephen Morris, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, first of all, this, this this Detroit Lions team just beat the Green Bay Packers like a week ago, so they're not really as bad as their record says they are. I I mean, I have no idea. I, uh, they're 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 not as bad as their record would imply, but uh, yeah, they're still pretty bad. But the Eagles are terrible too. I mean, it's 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 a contest as to who's the best house on a bad block. It's not it's not really what it's not really what anyone wants to win. That was that was a wonderful analogy. I like that one. Always find good analogies here on uh here on the podcast. Always find them. Always find them. Your your Angie's metaphors are on point tonight. <laughs> You got you got to have you got to have them at these moments of the season where people are going to be prepared to just uh, get ready for the draft or get ready to yeah. watch other teams well, perform in the playoffs. Absolutely, and oh, oh, sidebar on Saturday, Temple is playing for the uh, their conference championship game. So go Temple! That's the bright spot, I guess, of speaking sports. Yeah, let's, it's let's, a bright let's spot. It's more. a bright spot in Philadelphia sports. Let's talk more about Temple. Like, uh, I need, I need to pick me up. I'm being fresh. Yeah, right, definitely. Because... Go beat UConn, beat the Huskies. Hell yeah. Because because Philadelphia sports is in a bad is in a bad is in a bad uh, light right now. I think no team has won a home game since October twenty fourth. Um, the Sixers blow a seventeen point lead yesterday to Miami. That I mean, was just, that was that was just a groin punch on like one of the higher levels this year. <laughs> like in You're the Simpsons where they have that clip like yeah. Uh, I, this, I I got nothing. <laughs> this team is just really, this team is just really, you know, it's really dysfunctional. You know, it's just, you know, like guys, like I don't know, like you said, I think we should just start talking about Temple more because they've literally been the only consistent team, <laughs> the consistent football team in this city. Well, outside of outside of U Penn football, U Penn clinched the Ivy League title, so get props up to them as well for doing that. Um, yep. But you know, Temple—they're playing for a conference title, so I think that's what we probably need to shift our focus. <laughs> Temple taking on next week, and, and they went back there. They're back in the top twenty-five nationally. They're ranked twenty-four now. Big us. I'm just waiting for that New Year's Eve bowl or that New Year's Day bowl. Sorry. Fiesta bowl or bust. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Settle oh. down. Yeah. No. You don't. You don't want me to bust out into the fight song because I will do it. I, I know you will. That's why I'm trying to get you to settle down and, right and now. I, and I can't carry a tune if it was in my backpack. So you don't want that. None of us want that. Oh, oh Christ! <laughs> oh Christ! He says. <laughs> well, Man. There, there is a there is an interesting Eagles uh, story to pay attention to for the rest of the week because if you watch the Chip Kelly presser. Um, pretty much everybody got thrown under the bus, <laughs> and and oh, Chip yeah, Kelly kind of he kind of 
He kind of threw everyone over the bus, drove over everyone, and then backed up. And just and just left the bus on somebody's on somebody's. He just left the tire on somebody's poor body. It was just not good. You know, this one's yeah. coming from somewhere. He has some kind of responsibility in that. At this point, he has to, because he's the GM and the coach. So he's directly the fault of why this season has gone, one of my favorite phrases, it's up. Because that's essentially what this season has been. We're officially there. No, you're right. And and, 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 it, and and it frustrates me that, you know, like Chip, like you said, he uh, this is not the first time he's done it this season where he literally, like you said, <laughs> dude, threw everybody under the bus, backed up the bus on him, left the tire marks on him, and then hopped out the car and just said, okay, <laughs> I'll just walk off and see what I need to do. But there's a difference. There's a difference. That's what Andy Reid used to do to himself. Andy Reid used to throw himself under the bus and do that. And shit doesn't do his players. There's your fundamental like, difference between the coaches. And you want to know like, who's the one that got the more results? I'm not saying I want Andy back. I'm not even, like, buying into that crap rhetoric. But, you know, he has he throws his players under the bus. But that, 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 that crap calling is coming from somewhere. That whole, I need seven yards, so I'm going to throw for five. And this dink and dunk and bubble screen bulls. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Right, I didn't want to get Angie, bleep on you know what I'm saying. I don't, right, I'm right, and, 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 and or and Angie, or Adi. You know, no, no, you're doing that on purpose. You're doing that Angela, on purpose. Angela, Angela, yes, you're at a 10. You I, you're at a 10. I need you down to like a 6 right now. Well, you're usually <laughs> at a 12, and I need you at a 4, so. You're you're very high in the RPM right now. I need you to ratchet it back a little bit. Like pull back on the throttle. Ratchet it back? What is that like? <laughs> I don't understand that. I, need, I just need you to pull back on the throttle a little bit. <laughs> so Not this existing. season is, yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, like you said, like in in, in Bear Brooks brought up another thing on the on on ninety seven point five today on the post game. He said, you know, he said this. He said the team didn't look like they wanted to play for Chip. And does this go back to the players and Chip not having that connection like Andy and his players had? You know, he was touching on that, and I thought that was very interesting because the guys just looked disinterested, didn't want to play. It's a possibility because um, Chip has his way of doing things, and they come from like a collegiate atmosphere. And yeah, that what he's doing it works for like nineteen to or 18 to 20, 22 year old kids, but grown men making like seven figures, not so much. <laughs> oh, I said that, like it wasn't going to translate like once he like didn't have like precious scholarships to hold over their head. And I said this earlier, uh, that if, you know, if there was a Brian Dawkins on that roster, like there would be a body count in that locker room. Like, they just all kind of traipsed off the field and, like, oh, no worries. Like, because they still get their millions of dollars and they perform, like, complete garbage. And and to be perfectly honest, like, who is the on-field leader on both sides of the ball? Like, I know we don't have no one. offense. I know, no. I know that for a fact. On, on defense, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's maybe – Malcolm Jenkins, bless his heart, he tries, but he's just it's Drop just not interceptions a all the time. <laughs> See, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say his name for fear that Angela would say that like directly after, but I felt I had to anyway. I was thinking that he drops interceptions. I was thinking that too. He's he's consistently dropped them. 
But you know what annoyed me from this game, too? If anybody noticed, like, Benny Logan and company, like, yucking it up with Jameis Winston in, like, the middle of the game, like, having fun, and the Eagles are, like, losing. Did, like, anybody else notice that? Or did I just, like, yeah, like, like, like let, them, let them kiss you goodnight and put you to bed. They already, like, let you take it up there. Take it up your ass. Yeah, I mean, like, you're right. Why not just finish the job? Yeah, you, you really mean, left Nick look like a fool. I mean, I didn't mind that too much. I mean, Donovan McNabb used to do that too. That's true. That's true. So I didn't really take. I didn't really. Oh, Donovan's not without his faults, though. Well, let's leave. Let's leave the man's criminal history. Like, let's leave that aside for now. Number five <laughs> will always love booze. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're 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 officially we're officially driving down the wrong road here. You're right. And that is, and that is, good. And that is not that is not any kind of indirect DUI joke. So just no, just no. That's not what that was. Maybe <laughs> on your part. <laughs> Listen, people are gonna take that how they will. That's not how I meant it to sound. Okay. <laughs> We got about 60 seconds here on the pod, and that's going to wrap it up here at the Total Sports Live podcast. It's been a good one. We made some fun out of the Eagles, even though they got humiliated today. That's what you got to do right now, team. You got to make fun of them. But um, pretty much that's going to pretty much that's going to wrap it up here to, uh, today. Um, again, I like think Angela and the Dio for popping on. Make sure you follow Dio on Twitter at Dio the Royster. Make sure you follow Angela on Twitter at Ange Montone. Follow Total Sports Live on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Um, all that good stuff, and we'll hopefully talk to you guys on Sunday, possibly, talking about this Eagles game on Thursday, if we even want to do that. Or, you know what, next Sunday, we'll talk about Temple. Forget all that. We're talking Temple next Sunday. Temple next Sunday, no Eagles. I approve that message. Go ahead. T and Royster gets a straight cash homie pick. Uh he he took the Broncos plus one in Chicago, so that's straight cash on me if you bet a Tiba. Four straight wins. Four straight wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Four straight wins, and that's going to leave us out here. Everybody have a good night. Bye, everyone. Go out.